Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Hi, I'm Miranda Wright, and this is day 50 of our 120-day Upper Room prayer campaign. My friends, we have been praying for 50 days. There has been much teaching, much revelation. The Lord has laid a firm foundation of many biblical principles that we have come into agreement with, that we have chosen to believe in our hearts and profess with our mouth. But today, everything changes because, my friend, it's time for anguish. Prayer changes things. True, fervent prayer of a righteous man. It avails much. It is the power of the kingdom. When a person, a people, a nation, and the very church itself strays away from the foundation of the word of God and begin to turn a blind eye to abominations, it is time for anguish. The church needs to learn how to pray. These daily teachings and prayers, they are meant to equip you. They are meant to strengthen you. They are meant to bring you revelation and understanding. They are meant to give you an example to grab hold of and attain to. But today, my friend, I'm not here to teach you. I'm here to plead with you. It's time to pray. Because I assure you that the heart of the Lord is breaking. And I need a people that are willing to share in the sufferings of Christ. To bear one another's burdens in love. And so fulfill the law of Christ. That which he has called us to do. We have to learn how to feel God's heart. And be driven to a place of broken desperation and prayer. We need a people who understand lamentation. There is revelation in lamentation. Because the book of lamentation is the proper response. To a nation that is facing judgment. And I assure you of this my friend. That the nation and the church today is facing sure judgment because that they have not cried out against the abominations in the land. The word of God says that God is going to send forth the angel of the Lord and he will mark a mark of protection on those who are weeping and wailing between the porch and the altar, crying out against the abominations that are in the land. And everyone that they do not find doing so, they will be partakers in the plagues. They will face the judgment and the judgment will begin at the house of God. I'm telling you, my friend friend that there is a sword of the Lord that is going to go forth in this earth and judgment is going to begin at those who claim his name but do not have his heart the Lord's heart is broken God's heart breaks at the shedding of innocent blood God's heart breaks at those who bring shame and reproach upon his name God's heart breaks and in Furiates against those who fleece the sheep, who devour the lambs, who preach another gospel and teach another Jesus. 
God's heart breaks for a church that does not know how to pray, that cannot connect to their king because they are so distracted by things. I'm telling you, you've got to put the tools of Egypt down and start putting your faith in the Lord God Almighty and crying out. So I'm not here to teach you today. I'm here to plead with you today. Take time to pray. I pray that as you have listened to the prayer podcast up until this point, that you use them and the revelation released in them to drive your prayer life, not to replace it. Because everything in our Christian faith is birthed out of prayer. Our very salvation comes from a place of prayer. Deliverance comes from a place of prayer. Infilling comes from a place of prayer. Revelation comes from a place of prayer. Power comes from a place of prayer. Instruction comes from a place of prayer. Are you praying? Faith even comes from a place of prayer because real faith can only come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if you're not praying, you're not hearing what he's saying. Are you praying? My friend, you need to set aside some time in your day, every day to pray. And we've got to start crying out for this land because we need a real revival. We don't need another show. We don't need another weekend entertainment. We've got to press through and reach for the hem of his garment and not let go until we attain what it is that we so desperately need. God, send your anointing, send a brokenness, send conviction, send repentance, send a people who will weep and wail. Let them feel your heart, O Lord. God, I'm begging you with everything that is within me, send a wave of revelation that people might know the truth because the truth will lead them to you. And once they find you, let them grab hold of you and never let go. God, I pray that today you cause them to know you in a personal way. I pray today that they feel your heart. My friends, I'm going to leave you with a message from the late, great David Wilkerson. Because he says it better than I can. It's one of the greatest sermons ever preached. I'm going to leave you with an excerpt from it. I would recommend you look it up and find the entirety of the sermon because it is powerful. But I leave it with you for motivation that it might drive you to to your knees to plead before the Lord. So I encourage you to hear it, but after you do, you find that secret place because your mandate for today is to cry out, God, give me your heart because we cannot pray for the lost until we love the lost. We need to love them like Jesus loves them. We need to have the heart of God for the people because if you could feel his heart you would weep and wail between the porch and the altar for hours without ceasing because that he is so broken for his bride that is deceived the church is in such a desperate state it doesn't even know that it is so far removed from the reality of the truth of the gospel that it doesn't understand its place it doesn't understand that so much of it is not not even his it is operating under an antichrist spirit it is believing lies and hypocrisies it is not walking in the fullness of the power it is not pure and spotless and holy and righteous it's compromised it's confused 
and my friend that should convict and break you because what are you doing about it? Have you prayed? I know some of you have, but many have not. And so if you are one of the very few that truly breaks before the Lord and cries out, then I pray today that you pray for those who don't because there needs to be a change in the church. Jesus wept and cracked the whip and rebuked those in the house of God because that he said it is supposed to be a house of prayer, but you've turned it into a business. And the church today is more a business than a house of prayer. It's more concerned with entertaining than with praying. It's more concerned with putting on a show than sowing in tears so that it might reap in joy. It is more concerned with making you laugh than in brokenness. The word of God says that I would rather sit in the house of mourning than at the table with fools because it is vanity. The Lord God Almighty is broken over a bride who has become vain and selfish and will not abide. So today, my friends, your commission is to find that secret place. Go hide thyself and pray. Folks, I'm tired of hearing about revival. I'm tired of hearing about awakenings. The last day outpourings of the Holy Spirit, I've heard that rhetoric for 50 years. Just rhetoric. No meaning whatsoever. I'm tired of hearing about people in the church who say they want their unsaved loved ones saved. I'm tired of hearing people say I'm concerned about my troubled marriage when it's just talk, rhetoric. And I look at the whole religious scene today and all I see are the inventions and ministries of man and flesh. It's mostly powerless. It has no impact on the world. And I see more of the world coming into the church and impacting the church rather than the church impacting the world. I see the music taking over the house of God. I see entertainment taking over the house of God. An obsession with entertainment in God's house, a hatred of correction and a hatred of reproof. Nobody wants to hear it anymore. Whatever happened to anguish in the house of God? Whatever happened to anguish in the ministry? It's a word you don't hear in this pampered age. You don't hear it. Anguish means extreme pain and distress. The emotion so stirred that it becomes painful. Acute, deeply felt inner pain because of conditions about you, in you or around you. Anguish deep pain, deep sorrow, agony of God's heart. We've held on to our religious rhetoric and our revival talk, but we've become so passive, 
Our so-called awakenings, our stirrings last but a short time. And when the last, when the re short-lived revivings and awakenings come from the hand of God, they are so short-lived. And in those times, we promise God we'll never return to our passivity. But it's not long, it's just weeks or months and we're back and this time we slip further back into passivity than when we started. I speak from experience. And we say this time, oh God, you've touched me for life. I'll never be the same. And it's like fireworks. A loud bang, a lot of noise and then it dies. All true passion is born out of anguish. All true passion for Christ comes out of a baptism of anguish. You search the scripture and you'll find that when God determined to recover a ruined situation, he would seek out a praying man and he'd take him down into the waters of anguish. He would share his own anguish for what God saw happening to his church and to his people and he would find a praying man and he would take that man and literally baptize him in anguish. Now I believe in the love of God. I've preached mercy, grace, and love, covenant of love. And I believe in preaching the goodness and long-suffering of Christ. But multitudes today are being saturated with your okay messages. We've got people now that are turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. We've become like the children of Israel who said the right words. But here's what God said. I've heard the words of this people. They have well said all that they've spoken, all that there was such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep my commandments always that it might be well with them and with their children forever. He said, oh, you have the right words. You sing the right songs, but your heart is not right. You find it in the book of Nehemiah. Jerusalem is in ruins. Here, here, here was a delegation from the ruined city of Jerusalem coming to Nehemiah. It said, Jerusalem is broken down. The walls are down. There's ruin, nothing but ruin. Now these, I'm sure, were godly men. These were good men, but they, they had no concept of how God was going to deal with the situation, how he was going to bring about a recovery. Why didn't they have an answer? Why didn't God use them in restoration? Why didn't they have a word? Because there was no sign of anguish. No weeping. Not a word of prayer. It's all ruin. When I heard these words, and I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven, you see, God found a praying man and he takes him down into the waters of baptism of anguish. This man goes down into anguish. And God found a man who would not just have a flash of emotion, not just some great sudden 
burst of concern and then let it die. You see, we face a similar situation, except ours is many times worse. Does it matter to you today? Does it matter to you at all that God's spiritual Jerusalem, the church, is now married to the world? That there's such a coldness sweeping the land? So many people I know that were my friends and I see them go one by one, husbands and wives into such passivity going to churches where they can find smooth messages, no longer wanting to hear anything of wrath or of correction. Some of my closest friends, I see them falling by the wayside and, he's, and his, the cry is, is it nothing to you? Closer than that, does it matter about the Jerusalem that's in our own hearts? The sign of ruin that's slowly draining spiritual power and passion, blind to lukewarmness, blind to the mixture that's creeping in. You see, when spiritual blindness comes, very few recognize it. It's the last recognized thing that happens to a child of God. In all honesty, there are numbers among us that are changing and they don't know it. You've lost your fight. So you won't labor in prayer anymore. You won't weep before God anymore. You can sit and watch television and your family go to hell. Does it really matter to you that your unsaved loved ones are dying and we're getting closer and closer to the end? It, it, does it really concern you? They could die and go to hell. Even though you're a lover of Christ. Where's the anguish? Where are the tears? Where's the mourning? Where, where's the fasting? I know now. Oh my God, do I know it. Until I'm in agony. Until I have been anguished over it. I'm preaching sermons. Oh God, I'm preaching sermons. Then I said, no, it's too late. I don't have that much time. And all our projects, all our ministries, everything we do. Where are the Sunday school teachers that weep over kids they know are not hearing and they're going to hell? I know now it's going to take more than preaching, more than a new revelation. There's going to be no renewal, no revival, no awakening until we're willing to let him once again break us. Folks, it's getting late and it's getting serious. Please don't tell me. 
don't tell me you're concerned. Don't tell me that you want your unsaved loved ones saved when you're spending hours in front of internet or television. Come on. There's some need to get this altar and confess, I am not what I was. I am not where I'm supposed to be. God, I don't have your heart or your burden. I've been, I wanted it easy. Just want to be happy. There's nothing of the flesh will give you joy. I don't care how much money, I don't care what kind of new house there is. Absolutely nothing physical could give you joy. It's only what is accomplished by the Holy Spirit when you obey him and take on his heart. It gives you the knowing of his voice, that instant knowledge. God saying, this is the way, walk in it. And then the wonderful joy of seeing God answer your prayer. And build the walls around your family. Build the walls around your own heart. And make you strong and impregnable against the enemy. God, that's what we desire. God, we love you. We're desperate for you. Please save the lost. God, please. God, I'm not asking for a stage or for fame, God, or for another show. I'm asking for a mighty move of your spirit that might bring men to salvation, that all the world may know that you are God Almighty, that you are real, that you are present, that you are powerful. God, I pray for the deceived that you take the blinders off and bring them to the reality of the truth of your words. God, we pray for the babies of this nation that have no voice to cry out. God, we cry for them. We cry to heaven for them. God, I know their blood cries from the ground against this nation, God. But we are praying for one more chance of mercy before your judgment falls that you would bring revival. That the people might hear and repent, Lord. God, we are praying for the mothers that have walked through these abominations, that have went through abortions, Lord, and the scars that they hold from it. God, we pray for restoration and salvation and deliverance, God, from the shame and the reproach that has been placed upon them, God, that they did not know. God, I'm begging you for healing on this nation. God, we are praying for the bride, for the church. We know how much you love her and how much you desire for her to be purified. God, we pray for the nations, Lord. We pray for Israel, God. We pray for all of the untouched places, Lord, that they might humble themselves before you and honor you as king. God, we pray that you bring by your divine hand, by a supernatural touch, by nothing that can be done by man. Bring it in a way that only you will get glory. Bring it through the least of these who will always tell of your story and not try to build their own. 
God, raise up a people who are not trying to make themselves famous, but a people who want all to see Christ. God, we are praying that you change our life. We give it up. We give it all. And before your throne, we fall and cry out, God, please save our loved ones. Save our families. Save our schools. Save our co-workers. You know the names. You speak them out. You petition the Lord on their behalf. Lift up a cry and a shout. God, we beg for mercy against the sin of homosexuality. These are the things that your word says brings judgment upon a nation. God, we do not agree with sin. We know it is an abomination. But God, we cry out for the deliverance of those who have been in bondage to it, enslaved by it. You are the deliverer. You came to set the captive free. You came to heal up the brokenhearted, to restore sight to the blind. And the church is blind. The people are blind. The nations are blind. The leaders are blind. God, open blinded eyes Take the blinders off, Lord. God, I pray against the distractions that the enemy uses to keep the people blind and asleep. Take them from in front of the TV, Lord. Take the phone out their hand. That they might look up and see all the blood on this land, God. Nobody's looking around. They don't see how bad it really is. Because they're too caught up in personal pleasure and entertainment. Wake them up, Lord. Wake them up. God, we are asking for a divine, sovereign move of the Lord God Almighty. God, come and do what only you can do. We are crying out to you. Lord, restore the foundations of truth. Expose the lies of evolution and the callousness that it plants in the hearts and the minds of a generation. Lord, give the revelation that the only reason the Nazis were ever able to sell genocide to a generation was because that they had first sold them the lie of evolution. God, wake up your church who has been deceived into incorporating theistic evolution and in doing so have insulted the very sovereignty of God they do not understand that by believing evolution in any form or fashion is a renouncement of faith because it places death before sin and the whole reason that Jesus had to come and be a propitiation for our sin to be our redemption from sin is because that sin brought death into the world and there was no death before sin therefore to believe evolution is to renounce the reason of redemption and to profess that we don't believe in the words of the lord god almighty because Jesus himself confirmed biblical creation and was willing to die to prove it.
my friend, to try to mix evolution with Christianity is to dishonor God by calling him a liar while expecting him to honor you by calling you his child. The word of God is true from the first to the last. We have to believe it all. God, we are praying for those who have been deceived, that have believed damnable heresies because that they have been indoctrinated from childhood by an enemy that seeks to strip them so that he can control them. God, we plead for the children. They are under attack in the womb. They are under attack in the schools. They are under attack by the media. They are under attack through their entertainment. Oh God, we pray. We cry out for them. We fight for them in the spirit. Protect them, Lord. Gird them. Raise up a generation. God, I pray that you raise up people that will make it their mission to see the children raised up and prepared for the callings and giftings that will lead the next generation. God, bring revival, bring real revival, bring the real thing. Revival that changes lives forever, that saves souls, that brings repentance, that changes the culture, that changes the atmosphere of a place, not just for a moment, but for generations. God, this nation needs a turning. We need reformation. We need a people that are yearning and burning and will bring that before you in prayer day and night until we see a change. My friend, how much have you been praying? Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.